0: Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen <clears throat> All, praises All praises to Allah All praises to Allah All praises to Allah who guided us to Islam and to Iman and to his Mubarak house on this Mubarak day of this Mubarak month and we were not to be guided was it not that Allah had guided us O Allah, to you is praise, as is commensurate with the majesty of your countenance and the greatness of your authority. O Allah, we do not limit you with any praise we can come up with ourselves. Rather, we admit that you are the only one who knows the true extent of your praiseworthiness. And may the peace and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon his servant and messenger, our master, Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. May the peace and blessings of Allah ta'ala be upon him and upon his noble companions and upon his... Pure wives and upon his Mubarak and blessed family and progeny, and upon all of those who follow all of their way until the Day of Judgment. By the Fadl of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have reached the sacred month of Muharram. This is the month in which all the Hujjaj have returned, inshallah, salimina, ghalimina, in a good state uh, in their bodies and enriched with the riches of both the dunya and of the deen to their homes. It is the first month of the Islamic New Year, the hijrah of Rasulullah wasallam being the event which marks the zero year. However, the hijrah of Rasulullah Wasallam did not happen in the month of Muharram. Rather, it happened on a Monday in the month of Rabiul Awwal. Rather, the zero year was retroactively picked by Sayyidina Umar radiAllahu ta'ala anhu by his ijtihad and by his brilliant and genius ijtihad, which the entire ummah accepts. Even there is a section of the people who claim to be part of the ummah of the Prophet sallallahu and they curse Umar anhu, but they accept his ijtihad in this and on many other matters. That retroactively from his caliphate they marked the zero year from the Hijra of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam, his having moved from Makkah Mukarrama to Medina Munawwara. There is a difference in English between two words that are very similar. Immigration with an I and emigration with an E. Generally, we spell immigration with an I in America. It was a clever clever, uh, uh, differentiation made up by Americans in the 19th century, or perhaps earlier, that the idea before, at least in the English language, the idea before was what? was that nobody leaves their home except for when their home goes to such horrible circumstances they can't stay anymore. So they're leaving. Why? Because how th- bad things are back home. So Americans said, no, this is immigration with an I. Come live in America. Leave, leave your homes in Europe. Leave your homes in, in, in the mainland and come across the ocean because this is a place where, you're, where you'll have a better life. You'll have land, you'll be able to uh, start businesses, you'll be able to do all of these things, and look how amazing life is over here. And in fact, they used to make uh, uh, propaganda, uh, for lack of a better term, about how amazing it was in America. Undoubtedly, it was probably better for them economically to live in America, at least many of them. But sometimes they would uh, inject some embellishments when people came to America, they realized it's really not that amazing. At least those of our forefathers who came by choice. Some of them were forced in chains. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be their recompense for that in this world and the hereafter. But at any rate, the idea is that they said immigration with an eye. You're not leaving because of how bad things are back home. You're leaving because of how wonderful things are where you're going. And it's very interesting that this differentiation is there. And if I were to pick a word for the hijrah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it would be that zahiran from the outside... They left, why? Because they were tortured and they were punished and they were given a hard time and their properties were seized from them and their homes became unsafe from them because of the machinations of the kuffar and the mushrikeen at the behest of shaitan, at the behest of people's own nafs, at the behest of people's own hawa. But because they didn't know what they were going to. Whenever a Muslim, whenever a person who says la ilaha illallah goes from one place to the other, it's always good for, for them. This is not because of propaganda, because they wanted to populate Medina Munawwara. This is because of Rasulullah and his every word is wahi. His every word is wahi. He doesn't speak. Allah Taala says in His book, Surah al-Najm. He doesn't speak from caprice or from vanity. Indeed, his speech is nothing except for a revelation which is revealed to him. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said in the hadith sahih muslim, عَجَبَ الْمُؤْمِنِيِ فَإِنَّ أَمْرَهُ كُلَّهُ خَيْرٍ How wondrous is the affair of the believer because his affair, all of it is good. If he's in a good state, he shows thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's good for him. And if he's in a state of tribulation, he shows patience with Allah ta'ala and that's what? It's good for him. What did they know that by leaving their homes and leaving their properties, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give them something afterward, give them such a victory, that not only will they get Makkah Mukarramah back, but Allah ta'ala will literally open the doors of the treasures of this world and the hereafter, up for them and throw them at their feet. Literally, the, the uh, 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 suraka Surakat ibn Malik, the Bedouin, uh, Bedouin tracker... Bedouins were not wealthy and rich people then, nor are they today. They're very simple people. They're simple-minded people. When they come into the city, it's very strange because oftentimes they don't know how to do things that city people are accustomed to. So there may be a, you may be in a, a city, and there's a bathroom very close by... And you'll see the Bedouin urinating in the street. Because the idea of using, the, using a, like a, a separate lavatory for a bathroom is not normal to that person. So these people are not enfranchised people. Surah so ibn Malik in the reign of Sayyidina Umar ta'ala anhu, he said that when I was tracking Rasulullah sallallahu sallam, before I became Muslim, in order to what? In order to drag him for a reward of a hundred camels to the mushrikeen of Quraysh. And Allah Ta pre- prevented me from coming anywhere near him. And Rasulullah told me, "Put my arms down and gestured. Come, let's just have a talk." He asked me, "How many? Uh, how much did they promise to pay you for bringing me uh, back to uh, for bringing me back to them?" He said, "A hundred camels." Rasulullah sallam said to him, "He wasn't even a Muslim at the time." He said to him, what, "What would you say if I told you that one day, if you stick with me, one day?" Allah Ta'ala will give you the bangles uh, of Kisra, of the Persian emperor to, to wear. He I said, I, I guess, I don't know, like, what, what is he supposed to say? He didn't even believe in the Prophet wasallam at that time. Maybe someone who believed in Rasulullah at that time would believe that what he's saying is true, but would have no idea how is this even possible. The day came, the the, the scepter and the the, the cloak and the crown and the bangles, the rings, the entire imperial uh, wardrobe, well, because Rasulullah promised him it was, he was dressed up in it, and in the court of Sayyidina Umar in front of all of the Muslims. Where? In Medina Munawwara. In Madinah Munawwara, he, he, he walked back and forth, vaunting as if he's the Persian emperor. And then after a little while of doing this, Sayyidina Umar who said, okay, take it off now. He said, you can wear them. He said, he didn't say, he say you can keep them. Right? This is what outwardly looks like, man, everything, because of my deen, it was so difficult. I had to give everything up. I had to do this, that, and the other thing. And why me? Why us? And they had to leave Their homes, they had to leave everything they loved. It wasn't like today. Today we move around, a person will move around three, four times before they die. Some people move ten times. Some people live their life on the road. It's become common. In those days, those are tribal people. You're literally leaving everyone you know and everyone you love. They were leaving the house of Allah Ta'ala. But what they didn't know, still it was better for them. Still it was better for them. And brothers and sisters, literally, just like that hijrah of the companions of Rasulullah which we celebrate, which we celebrate in literally Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu from his ijtihad of all of the events that happened during the life in the Nubu'ah of Rasulullah and in the history of his ummah, he picked that event as being the zero year, the zero year, even though it bisects the Nubu'ah, the prophethood of the Prophet almost evenly. He picked that event in order to mark the what the beginning, the beginning of the, the, the keeping of time. Just like that, brothers and sisters, remember, whatever you give up for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's not the part that you lose, it's the part that you keep. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was informed that an animal was slaughtered in his house by Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, and he asked what is left behind. And so she said just the katif, the shoulder Rasulullah used to like eating the, the shoulder from the, 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 the front leg not from the back ones because it was further away from the najasa and Rasulullah was very particular about cleanliness in a way that most people aren't So she said I saved that part that you like for you and the rest of it we gave it away for charity that's the only part that's left Rasulullah ﷺ what did he do? He told Sayyidah Aisha anha. He said no that's the part we lose the rest of it is the part that we keep. Why? Because it's mahfuzh, it's preserved with you with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't you see how in the Qur'an, people read Surah Yasin, some of them, every day. Some of them read Surah Yasin every day. That there's a, a story, the story of the hijrah, by and large, at least on an on a ummah-wide level, it's a, a story with a happy ending. Individuals, however, died. They gave their lives in the middle of it. You don't know, are you the individual who is going to live happily ever after, or are you the individual Allah Ta'ala will take you back before He takes other people. We hear the news of people who are our own age, younger than us, dying in a car accident, dying from cancer, dying from this disease or from that disease, people losing their wealth, their money, entire nations, entire nations of the Ummah of the Prophet Wasallam. we see them destroyed before our eyes, it seems like it happens. A new one every, every six months, every couple of months it happens. A person wonders what, what's going on. What's going on? Whoever Allah Taala chooses for this difficulty and for this tribulation, and whoever Allah Taala doesn't choose, that's his choice. He is not to be asked about what he does. Rather, the creation—they're the ones who will be asked by him. In Surah Yasin, Allah Taala tells the story about a man who comes to the aid of, of, of not just one Nabi of three Imbiah alaihimusalam who are calling their people toward the deen. He's the only one who accepts their, 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 their uh, da'wah, their uh, call and their claim. And he stands with him. And he's not a person of maqam with his people. Wa The person comes from way the outside. He's not the person with the CEO, with a, a, a penthouse office downtown. He's just one of the, the simple people. He comes from the furthest away. Those are oftentimes the people who give the most sacrifice. And what, what happens? It's not even explicitly mentioned in the, in the text of the Qur'an. But it's understood what happens. That because he stood with the, the, the haqq and he stood with the anbiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his people killed him. And what, even the mention of his, 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 his murder and his killing is, not, is omitted from the Qur'an. All it is is what? That it jumps straight to what? That when he dies and his spirit comes out and it meets with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's angels. What does he say? The first comment he makes: "Ya call miya alamun." I wish, I wish my people knew. I wish my neighbors knew. I wish my family members knew. I wish my relatives, my children, everybody. I wish all of my people knew. Your qom is what? Your qom is not the people who follow the same religion as you. This is a, a, a common mistake actually in, in, in the Urdu language. Your qaum is not your, 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 your people you follow the same religion as. Otherwise in the Qur'an, why are all the Anbiya saying to their people, uh, Sayyidina uh, uh, Hud is saying to Ad, Ya qawmi. And Sayyidina Saleh is saying to Thamud, Ya qawmi. They obviously didn't ever accept his religion. They were never on the same religion. But your qawm is who the people you share your values with, your cultures with. You celebrate the same holidays with them. You wear the same clothes as them. You like to eat the same food as them. find your pizza may have like halal pepperoni and theirs isn't. But it's, you know, you have something in common with them. He says, ya call qawmi ya'lamun. Woe that my people knew. Ya layta qawmi bima ghafara li, ghafara li rabbi wa minal mukramin How much my Lord has forgiven me. How much my Lord has honored me. When you say we make ikram for somebody, when you honor a guest, what does it mean? They sit you in a nice place, they feed you. If you ask for water, they'll run and get water for you. If you ask for so, you know, anything in the house, a person makes ikram for you. If you ask for anything they're able to do, they'll run, they'll, they'll hasten in order to provide that for you. That's the ikram of the creation. Imagine what the ikram of the creator is. Imagine what the ikram of the creator is. This hijrah has a connection with these days. And further than that, according at least to the local North American moon sighting, the 10th of Muharram is coming on Sunday. The 10th of Muharram, the day of Ashura, is coming on Sunday. The day of Ashura was a day celebrated by the Mushrikeen in jahiliya as well. And it was also... But they didn't know why they celebrated it. And the 10th of Muharram was a day celebrated also by who? By the Jews in Medina. And they knew why they celebrated it. They told Rasulullah ﷺ what? They said, this is the day that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave najat. He saved Banu Israel from Fir'aun and from their enemies. And they said, we fast on this day. Rasulullah sallallahu wa used to fast on that day anyway. But he said, what? He said, I have more, I have more right, I have more hat to say the Musa alayhi Salam than you do. Why? Because the person who shares the genes with somebody, they have some closeness with them. But it's not complete closeness. Why? Because the two sons of Adam salam, the two of them are brothers and one kills the other. How many times do we see a father and son, they go on different paths. Two brothers go on different paths. People from the same family, from the same tribe, they go on different paths. The nisbah, tamah, the complete and fulfilled uh, connection that two people have with one another is when it is inside of the heart. When it's inside of the heart, not the lub-dub physical heart, but the spiritual heart, which is the seat of intentions, where all intentions come from. If you're a smart person and the heart is good, it will use your smartness for good things. If you're a smart person and your heart is evil, it will make nuclear weapons and it will uh, argue falsehood and lie and cheat people and trick people and do all of these things. When your nisbah is connect, complete inside of the heart, this is a complete connection that two people have with one another. So Rasulullah ﷺ, he said what? He said that my nisbah with Musa ﷺ is complete. Your nisbah is not complete. It's partial. We accept the fact that you have uh, perhaps some genetic relationship with him. But my nisbah is complete because of how our connection is with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, because of what we do in this world and what, we did in, what we're going to do in the hereafter, what our maqam is going to be in the hereafter. Don't you see the Isra and Mi'raj? From the, from the uh, hadith regarding the Isra and Mi'raj, that Rasulullah found Sayyidina Musa السلام, in such a high maqam in Jannah that when he crossed his maqam, Musa السلام, himself said, I didn't know that anybody was able to go further than me. Sayyidina Rasulullah, when hearing about what? about this fast of regarding the celebration and the shukr, the thanks to Allah Ta'ala for saving the believers on that day with Sayyidina Musa alayhi Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa out of his ghaira for the deen. Out of his for the deen he said what? I have more right to Musa alaisam. And what is ghaira? Ghaira is a, a a virtue in Islam that has no word in English. There are two words I, There's no one word translation for them in English غَيْرَ and hayah, And that's maybe why nobody has any غَيْرَ here And nobody has any hayah. غَيْرَ is that feeling a person has For something that's close and special to them A person would feel bad if someone said A woman was unjustly uh, 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 robbed in the, street, in, in, in the street in front of the masjid You'd feel bad If someone said Your mother was unjustly robbed in the street in front of the masjid Naturally there will be a, a difference in how, how you feel that difference is what? That difference is that feeling is called what? It's called ghayrah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa had for the deen. And we also should have ghayrah for the deen. Don't you see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he gave najat to Sayyidina Musa السلام, on this day, and how Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa used to fast on this day, and how he said sallallahu alaihi whoever fasts on this day. I hope from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a good hope, that it will count for them as an expiation for the sins of an entire year. You fast on that day and make tawbah for your sins Allah Ta'ala forgives you He has no need to punish anybody He has no need to punish anybody It's a sahih hadith That Allah Ta'ala says Oh son of Adam Do all the sins you want Sin so much that it fills as far as the eye can see The eye can see other galaxies Light years away Maybe someone with their fasad Will fill the universe with, with, with destruction one day He says Oh son of Adam Make your sins so much like the oceans Make your sins so much that it goes as far as the eye can see Ask me for forgiveness and I'll forgive you ولا بَالي. And it doesn't bother me one bit Fast on this day Rasulullah wasallam said and, and, and I have good hope that Allah Ta'ala accepted from you as the expiation Make tawbah, repent for your sins Don't just keep doing them Feel bad about them, stop doing them Fast on this day and hope from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That what? He will forgive you the, the sins of a year the Mufassirun say that Banu Israel doesn't maintain only that on this day Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam was saved by, saved, by uh, saved from Fir'aun and from his hosts Rather it's a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu which is sahih This is a hadith, a hadith on Bani Israel wa la haraj O kama qala alayhi You can tell the stories of Banu Israel, there's nothing wrong with it If they say something which is against what's in the book of Allah ta'ala Or what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam says Then we know it's wrong If they say something that's in conformance with it, then we know it's right. Between those two things, if somebody listens to one of their stories and they benefit in their deen, without changing their deen, then there's nothing wrong with that. The Mufassirin say that the Banu Israel, don't just say that that this is the day Allah Ta'ala gave Najat to Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam Rather, this is the day Allah Ta'ala saved, saved Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi Salaam from the fire. And this is the day that Sayyidina uh, 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 Nuh, alayhi Salaam, that his ship after the flood, it came to rest. And they say this is the day that Sayyidina Yunus alayhi Salaam, uh, is, is comes back to land after being inside of the belly of the whale. This is the day of Fatha victory and Nasr from Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala's help. When the ummah, their back is pinned against the wall. Don't you see? This ummah, this ummah, not just of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who is the best of it, but this entire tradition of the deen, starting from Sayyidina Adam alayhi through the stories of all of the Anbiya alayhi wa always the deck is stacked against us in the dunya, except for one thing, that we have Allah ta'ala on our side. If you can use the help of Allah Ta'ala, you will be successful as an ummah. I give you bishara, I give you glad tidings. If we turn our back on Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, then there is no way in the world of causes and effects and physical things that we are going to have help from Him. So if you see more than 400,000 refugees thrown out of their homes in Burma, if you see the largest cholera outbreak in the entire world happening in Yemen, Child mortality rates through the roof in Yemen. If you see people are dying of malnutrition in Yemen and there's no, no major source of any sort of aid getting in or even allowed into the country. If you see sham and we only can cry in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala completely destroyed if you see the entire populace of Halab is completely gone, and the people who live there are strangers in its streets, if you see uh, uh, the destruction of Mosul, and and, and the destruction of many of the great cities of Iraq, if you see all of these things, Somalia, all of these places, Afghanistan, if you see all of these things happening in front of your eyes, if you see that many large countries in the Muslim world, swaths of the Muslim world, especially the Arabic speaking world, where a person cannot practice the deen without uh, 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 military or dictatorship or tyranny, getting up on their back, if you see even over here, right the the, the ridiculous things that are happening the ridiculous things that are happening the ridiculous ways people are expressing satanic sentiments, like that of brother being separated from brother based on the color of their skin if you see all of these things remember Allah Ta'ala gave help to the people who stood by his deen and stood by the haqq in the past, and Allah Ta'ala this is our, our, our aqidah that he never changes تبديلا, تَحْوِيلًا You'll never find the way Allah ta- deals with people, that, it, that there's a change in it. You'll never find that it transfers from one thing to another. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the same. We change, He doesn't change. If you know He gave victory in the past, this is a, a key that Rasulullah gave to us to unlock the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If it wasn't for His nubu'ah, we would not have known. All right, that Allah Taala is the one who said, "Well, Be thankful for the help that Allah gave to those people who made themselves worthy of it. Maybe the mazid, the ziyada, the increase, it will come on us even if we're not exactly worthy of it in the same way that they are. Anyone who says "La ilaha illallah" has a special maqam with Allah Taala. Maybe we didn't, we didn't uh, uh, give that that maqam its proper haq. But show shukr to Allah Taala. The days are not that long you know skip your lunch that's essentially what it's going to be skip your lunch on the uh, on the day of sunday wake up uh, uh, wake up you're not going to go to work most of you wake up late if you want to spend the day reading quran don't waste a day watching television or listening to music spend the day with you know reading quran tasbih try to pray your prayers inside of the masjid and when the moment before you're about to eat when any other person says, oh my God, you guys don't get to drink water, your religion is really hard, man. Right? When everybody else is, 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 is you know, their, their animal self would have taken over at that point. Just a minute, 30 seconds before it's time for the Adhan. You're the one at that, that time that you're focused on who? On Allah Ta'ala. That's the, that's, the, that's the bonus round. Ask for Allah Ta'ala. Whatever you want to ask Allah Ta'ala. Ask Him in any moment. That's a very Mubarak moment. Ask Him in that moment. Ask Him. Everything is big and small. It's all equally uh, easy for Him, Jalla wa'ala. Ask Him for, all, for the help that we need. In Mace, we need and we need as an Ummah. We need as an America. We need as a people. We need the help in that moment. You know, you won't... I promise you, nobody at that time, at that moment, when they're asking Allah Ta'ala is going to say, oh, I wish I'd eaten lunch. Nobody. Most of us, subhanAllah, we probably could miss a couple of meals and it would be good for us, even in the, in the, in the, in the world of like uh, physical things. Nobody will... Rec- you know, at, in, when you're going through the day, you might be like, it's difficult. Really, honestly, the most difficult part of the fast is before the fast begins. If shaitan is getting up in your head. Once the fast starts, most people don't even feel hungry anymore. Nobody regrets it while they're fasting. إِلَّا مَن Allah. Do, do it for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta accept it from you. وَلِلَّهِ الْحَمْدُ اللَّهُ تَبَارَكُ وَسَلَّمَ عَلَى سَيْدُ مُحَمَّدُ وَعَلَىٰ أَلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ وَسَلَّمَ يَقُولُ رَبُّ تَبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ اللَّهَ